Hi everybody, my name's Auntie Jane and I'd like to begin by paying my respects to the custodians of this land where we are meeting upon today for its elders and past and presence and even for the self-agency people who have passed away and who are still here today on Aboriginal land. Thank you from Auntie Jane. Welcome to Raiden Boy. My name is Justin O'Brien. I'm I'm joined by Auntie Jane and Lisa. Today we'll be talking about the community inclusion of people of in, in challenging disability, inquired brain injury and invisible in individual disability. What does mean by community inclusion? Do you think that the community inclusive of people from International disability, inquired brain injury, and invisible disability. Well, for me, Auntie Jane will go first. For me, out in the community now, these days now, we are being accepted out into the community now. And there can be no name calling, no... Um, not putting us down. None of that can happen now because it's all against the law. It is. And way back in the 1970s when we were in the institution, that's when a lot of people did get away with these name callings to us on people with an intellectual disability and different types of disabilities. And even in the Aboriginal culture as well, with people with a disability and different disabilities as well. But they cannot get away with it now. They can't because it's all against the law. That's excellent, Jane. And I would agree with you, except that I think it's a far more complex area than just that. That's and right. even though it is against the law, it means nothing practically. Because people are just practically doing things that shouldn't be done. That's right. But the thing is these days, Lisa, you can put in a report to the police about it. Yeah, and what gets done about that? Well, then the police have to follow it up. It's their job. And if they don't, prompt them, keep, keep it on their back. I'm, I'm just a, a touch more cynical than that. So... Yes, there may be all these practical solutions out there, but I don't think they're very realistic. I know, I know, because the police think that they aren't important. They think it's just, a, you know, another little thing to be bypassed. Well, I don't know what they think, but it's just nothing's being done about it. Yeah, I know, and it should something should be done about it. On a practical side, on the theoretical side, however... There are all these laws and conventions that are being ratified and anti-discrimination, anti-gender discrimination laws and all of that. But on a practical level, I don't think it's coming across. Yeah, I understand that. And it's like in the AFL with the Aboriginals when people have been putting them down. That was something was done about that. Yeah, it sure did. When we try to get um, things done, so the more we try to get people to do things, it, like I say, you have to, if you can't 
do it, they might as well join them. If you can't beat them, join them. Uh, Lisa, what do we mean of community inclusion? Um, the answer could be very diverse in that everybody has their own opinion, which must be respected if we're going to have an inclusive community. But what do we mean by it? I think that everyone, no matter what their disability or no matter what their political stance or, or anything is included in the community on, an, on a respectful and equal level. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, I think I've pretty much said everything I've wanted. Um, for Jane, um, what do you mean community including mean to you? Um, what it means to me being in the community to me means it's it means that we are out there with other people who have got no interest. Like everybody does have a disability, but we are to be included out in the community we are and we are to be um, counted for and to be treated just like ordinary people out there. That's what that means to me. And to be um, recognised as well, that there's people out there with intellectual disabilities, different disabilities now out in the community just like anyone else. Um. Later, do you think the community includes the people with um, disability inquired by injury? Do I think the community is inclusive? In a weird way, I would say, no, I don't. Only because it's inclusive until they realise that we have a disability. Once they realise that, they're not that inclusive. Um, Auntie Jane. Yeah. Um, the community includes the people with intellectual disability. I, I reckon yes, we are. Um, yes, the community actually does include people with an intellectual disability, and even inquired brain injuries, and even with the um, people who are blind and that, and with the dogs that are with them as well the guide dogs, and um, even for the Aboriginal culture and the Aboriginal people out in the community too, and for the gay people as well who are out in the community, they include everything out in the community these days. Thank you. Um, Lisa, what more can be done to the community to include the people with intellectual disability and inquire brain injury? That's a really difficult question and I really don't know, except that I think that given that we have these laws and out there, um, for the community in general to be more respectful of them and so at least try to do what they say. All right. So, um, Lisa... What about the um, isolation? Isolation or law can affect the, the support inclusion? I don't really know of one legislation that supports inclusion per se, but there are a couple that I can think of that are in nature support inclusion 
and that would be the Victorian Charter of Human Rights and Responsibilities and Equal Opportunity Act. So, with that law, what sort of law do you think uh, will um, help the people with intellectual disability and brain injury? What sort of law would you think might help them? Um, again, I don't know if any specific laws that would, but as I said, just said before, the Victorian Charter of Human Rights and Responsibilities is fairly inclusive and the Equal Opportunity Act gives like equal opportunities to everyone, including people with an intellectual disability and an acquired brain injury. As well, then there's the, the Convention of the Rights of People with Disabilities from the United Nations, and that's an international act mm-hmm. or law. And Jane, what about you? What do you um, intellectual or law could assist support inclusion to people with intellectual um, disability or brain injury? I reckon there is, um, I think with the one with the um, charter, United Nations Convention of People with Disabilities and dis- Intellectual Disabilities, um, I think that will be counted for with the Aboriginals as well. And people yeah. who are not Aboriginals as well. Yeah. So I think in, in particular, the United Nations Conventions all regarding human rights would include people with disabilities and people of Aboriginal descent and women and and anybody, basically, because they're all conventions dealing with human rights. So if you're human, you'd be counted in. Yes. And I think that's the bone of contention. I think people with a disability, whether that be intellectual disability or acquired brain injury in particular, they're somehow not considered human. Yeah. What do you think can be done to the community, including the people with the intellectual disability, inquired brain injury, Auntie Jane? I reckon out in the community there can be more accessible things that can be improved in the community for people with an intellectual disability like ramps, which there is ramps, but, you know, a lot more ramps. And even um, with the lights on the, um, with the traffic lights, I know there is one that's in, I think, Holland Street or somewhere, but when they go green, the floor goes green, you know, the little path goes green. They're excellent, those lights, aren't they? They are, yeah. They're very cool. Yeah. <laughs> And even little laneways for people with a, um, with different disabilities, it'd be a lot easier for them to go down these little laneways as well, making sure things are clear for them and out of the way. And what they should do is have more pictures out in the, in the community and even um, less jargon words for people with a disability so we can read them and even about Different shops that there is one of them has got stairs but no ramps for the people with a disability in, in wheelchairs. So people with a disability can't go down in that shop because there's no um, ramps, it's all stairs. And that's a discrimination there, I reckon. But even like on the posts that are in the streets, it would be great to have those a lot bigger 
for people to read and plainer English and making sure that the um, lights, when they go green, having five minutes for the people who are walking across the road in, with disabilities, you know, and guide dogs. Um, our first one for, um, for today is from Louis Armstrong, which you be singing, What a Wonderful World. I see trees of green. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue, clouds of white, bright blessed days, dark sacred nights, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the skies, also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, How do you do? They're really saying, I Is crying. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself. What a around the country will put on <laughs> disability day events and quite a few of them will not include people of color first nations people and black people so i think it's pretty cool that everyone you'll hear on air today will be a person of color and the majority of them will be people with disabilities as well i think when we were preparing for this show and for this day we wanted to talk about how we could explain the concept of power from the margins and why it is that we've chosen to focus on black people, indigenous people and people of colour. And I think in, a, in one word, it's intersectionality. It's the fact that people experience forms of oppression, different forms of oppression at the same time. And most people don't realise that you can't have racial justice without disability justice and vice versa. We need to keep radical voices on air 
subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. 3CR, here to stay. The song that you have listened to is one of our favourites um, called from Louis Armstrong called What a Wonderful World. You've listened to the 3CR reading our voice on 8.55am 3CR digital and stream at 3cr.org.au. Today we talked about community inclusion of people from international disability and quiet brain injury and invisible disability. Before the song with just the community includes why it is important. Yeah, why is the world so unfair? <laughs> well, thing is, with the world being unfair, it wouldn't be interested. Then, you know, the, it would it'd be boring, it would be. <laughs> yes, it would. You're right there. <laughs> um, if you try to, try to work out something, don't try to keep it yourself. Explain to some of your, your friends or um, the people that you think that can help make it a better world and wait for the near future to all change. That's what I think I would do. I don't think it's that simple, though. Again, I'm being very cynical. So right. excuse me. I'll just shut up. No, don't. <laughs> Keep raving on. <laughs> uh, what kind of resource is for people who would like to improve the community, including the people with international disability and quiet brain injury? Um, well, there's Reinforce, BIM, and other self-advocacy groups and SARU, SARU's website, BAT, including Melbourne, e.g., our Rainbow Lives, including Melbourne, and First Peoples Disability Network as well. And there's Valid and there's, oh, and there's, um, what is it called in Carlton? Where you work, Lisa. The Office of the Public. Office of the Public as well. And there's even... um, Legal Aid. Legal Aid, yep, there's Legal Aid and all that. Yes. So what about, um, where would you go if you want to know more about intellectual disability, Auntie Joan? Well, what I'll do is I'll Google the organisations that I'm connected to on, on the computer and I'll even give them a ring as well. I would, and I'll um, find out what, they do for people with an intellectual disability and I'll see if there's any organisations that are called for the Aboriginals as well who've got different disabilities and I'll ring them up and find out what I can get for my help. So um, where do you go for information about how to improve things for people with disability, Lisa? Well, people with disabilities in general... There's lots of places that you can go to. 
Um, more likely, for example, you can go to Asari, for example, they have really good resources, or you can go to their support groups. So it depends what kind of disability we're talking about. Oh, good. Well, I heard you know, from a friend that um, if it was on the fire um, during the um, disability week, told me that um, there's a website that um, for for all people with disability called a disability club, and it's free, so you find more activity and things like that. And I I looked it up, and I thought I don't have a chance to look it up, but um, my friend said to me that uh, one of his friends with um, disability looked that up and found it very very helpful to him. So that's another um, website you can find if you want to. Auntie Jane, can you think of an example of the group he can do include inclusion well, include well? Uh, well, I've named some of the groups actually before I have. So, you know, I've named those groups and there is um, other self-advocacy groups that are out in, the out in the country as well for the ones who are out there, like the grandparents, people with a disability of the Sister Rocks. Um, there's the Warnable Group for people with an intellectual disability of self-accuracy groups. And there's the Murray group as well for people with an intellectual disability. And there's one in um, Reservoir, is it Reservoir or over that way for self-accuracy groups. So there's quite a few that are spread out. There is, yes. Jane, could you um, explain to, the, to our listeners what yeah. SARA means? Well, SARA means self-accuracy resource unit which has been going for at least 10 to 12 years, and it's in Ross House, it is. So if you Google self-accuracy resource unit on the website, you'll be able to, cap, you'll be able to link in to what SARU does. Um, I'm not quite sure if other people know they do. Other um, called um, the reinforced people. Could you explain what the um, reinforced means to, to the listeners, please? Reinforce is an organisation that's for people with an intellectual disability, which has been running since the 1980s on telling the government to close these bloody institutions down and never to be built again. And they are a powerful and strong self-advocacy that runs on their own, but they have that support beside them. And while I'm saying this, we need a lot more, and we need some Aboriginal people with an intellectual disability we need a lot more people who want to join Reinforce, which there's a website called reinforce.org.au. If people want to come and join Reinforce, which is a self-advocacy group for people with an intellectual disability, and, that, and we go on a committee, we do, and it teaches people how to stand up for themselves and to be included in the community. Uh Thank you um, for this. Um, I think there's um, another um, organisation that we'd have to rock out called um, Minor. Do you want to explain about that one? No, I, I'm not sure about that one, but... Um, a Minor stands for people with housing who are wanting to go into housing or they transfer them to over to a, another organisation that with people with a disability and an intellectual disability that helps them with the housing and even going through 
a lot of trauma or domestic violence and all this. So with a MITRE that they've been going since the 1980s as well, that's what a MITRE stands for, is an organisation for different types of disabilities, which is for people to help them with their housing. And it's MIDA stands for Action for More Independence and Dignity in Accommodation. Bit of a long yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank all the Ricky for for joining us. Stay tuned for for our for right now, boys on Three PR. And today we talked about community inclusion of people from international disability and quiet brain injury and invisible disability, why is it important? I'd like to end this song with our Sunday from Frank and Archer called My Way. And now the end is near and so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few But then again, too few to mention I did what I had to do Saw it through Without exemption I planned Each charted course Each careful step Along the byway And more Much more than this I did it My way Yes, there I'm sure you knew When I bit off More than I could chew But through it all When there was doubt I ate it up And spit it out I faced it all And I stood tall Had my fill, my share of losing, and now as tears subside, I find it all so amusing to think I did all that, and may I 
say Not in a shy way Oh no Oh no, not me I did it my way For what is a man What has he got If not himself Yes, it was my way. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.